what is up guys welcome to the pixie dusters podcast my name is emily and i am this week's host for this week's episode of the pixie dusters podcast now if you guys are new welcome this is a podcast where we talk about everything disney what it encompasses and how absolutely magical it is now if you guys aren't new to this podcast you guys would know that i would have already introduced a couple of our extra special guests and our hosts by now which means that if I haven't done it already, you're stuck with just me. So we are on summer vacation, so none of our other hosts are going to be with me when I record this. So during this time, you are going to be getting a lot of solo episodes, either from myself or from Callie, if she decides to jump on here. So be prepared to only be listening to my wonderful voice. Now, as I said, we are on summer vacation, meaning we are all in different areas, Myself being in New Mexico. As for my summer, my plans right now are just working to pay for college. Like we've discussed in our other episodes, we are all college students, so we got to make some money somehow. But if you guys don't have a job, that's awesome. Good for you. Not having a job is pretty nice. And most of the time, that means you have a lot easier to go ahead and take summer vacation time and going on any trips you want. Now for my family, we like going on a lot of Disney trips, obviously. So because I am from New Mexico, the closest park out of two from Disney World to Disneyland is Disneyland. So I am more accustomed to learning about that park, and I know the tips and tricks better for that park, even though Disney World does have a bigger place in my heart. So for today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you guys about the best way to plan a Disney trip to Disneyland for the summer. Let's go. Before I begin, I just want to clarify, I'm going to be breaking this down into roughly five sections, so then you guys can follow along a little bit easier, and I will be saying when I go into each different section. So the sections are going to be time frame, hotel recommendations, California Adventure Overview, Disneyland Overview, and then lastly, we're just going to do some tips and tricks from a returner. So let's go ahead and get started with the time frame section. So the first section is going to be the time frame time frame section. Sorry about that, guys. So whenever you plan a trip, it's very important to try and figure out when is the best time for you to go so you can maximize that time frame that you have in the parks or wherever you're going in general, even if it's not a Disney trip. So obviously for it to be counted as a quote summer vacation, it has to be between roughly early to late May, between then and late August, early August, roughly around those two, like those two time frames. So you roughly have three and a half, maybe four months if you're lucky. But the biggest key for this, do not go the same week as a holiday or during the middle of summer. Now, obviously every school is different. So when you get out of school, it's going to be different than when another school gets out of school. So the timeframes aren't going to line up exactly for whenever everyone is going to be getting out. So this part isn't really going to be an exact science, but if you can schedule it where you can get in as soon as you get out of school, most schools kind of line up a little bit, but not like to the exact day. So if you can try and plan your trips to right around when school gets out immediately or right before school goes back in, those are going to be the best two times for you to go. That's going to be when kids are trying to settle back into a routine or they are just now getting out and they're still trying to calm down and make sure that they just pass their finals. 
So most of the time, these are going to be the best two options for you to go on a Disney trip. Make sure if you do try and plan it around a holiday, do it the week after. Most people tend to try and do it the week before, so then they can just keep on going on into that holiday like day or week or whatever. So try and do it after, because then the crowds have already started dying down. Once you have figured out when you want to go, then you want to try and book your hotel as soon as possible. Now, for the record, when I gave you guys these tips, it is based off of a trip that I have recently taken, and it's the most frequent trip that we usually take, which is me, my mom, and my dad. So this is going to be based off of a three-person trip. Any trip to Disney is pretty cool, but the most ideal trip is to have at least one other person with you, so you can have a maximum, like, what's the word? You can have the best, like experience that you can have obviously if you have to go to disney on your own that's fine too it's still magical but it's a little bit more magical if you've got a friend with you so whenever you want to go ahead and book a hotel obviously you're going to try and look at what do you want most out of a hotel for this kind of a trip do you want it to be close do you want it to be the most comfortable after a long day or do you just want it to be like hmm, mostly for aesthetic and for the name if you're going for aesthetic and for the name, obviously I'm going to have to say stay on property with one of the Disneyland hotels. If you're wanting comfort or I guess let's say like the distance, those two can be pretty much paired together. Even if it's not technically Disney name brand and it's not an on property hotel, there are a ton of hotels on that street for Disneyland that are really affordable, really, really nice, and they are within walking distance. This was actually a good idea on the hotel's parts by doing this because then it boosts their clientele and it keeps them going back more and more and more because they know that they are reliable and they're not gonna move anywhere else because there's Disneyland right there. For me and my family, we normally stay at the exact same hotel every single time just because we know it is going to be reliable. We like it so much and it's a pretty good distance away from the park. I recommend not going farther than roughly, hmm. I would say, honestly, I could be wrong with this kind of a, like, distance, but I don't say it should be more than a mile away. Because after a long day at the park, you're not gonna wanna walk all the way back. Sure, in the morning, it's easy, but when you have like kids on your back, having to push a stroller or your feet are just killing you or you're wrong wear the wrong types of shorts and they're starting to rub because of the heat you're not going to want to do it you're going to want to kill yourself so you're not going to really want to have a hotel that's super 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 far away so if you can try and get something that's closer but make sure to check the reviews those are going to be the most telling signs of which hotel is going to be the nicest so overall i wouldn't recommend staying on site or like on property in a Disneyland hotel for a Disneyland trip. If this was Disney World, absolutely. I would recommend that hands down and I would be able to tell you exactly which hotel to go for that one. But for Disneyland, save a little bit of money and stay off property. At this point, you've already decided when you're going to go and what hotel you're going to stay in. So obviously the next part is to go on the trip. 
Now, normally for me and my family, we like to go one park each day we are there. So we are roughly there for around, mm, let's say, five days, including travel days. So you have three days in California for your trip. So we would spend one day at Disney, or Disneyland, sorry, and then one day at California Adventure. And then the third day is a park hopper day, where you can kind of just go ahead and jump between the two so you can hit whatever rides you missed on, whatever, on the days that you were in those parks originally. Normally, we like to start in Disneyland for the first day, but because Disneyland California Adventure has a little bit less rides, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a rundown on what you guys want to do for this one. Now, because I haven't been to Disneyland since before COVID-19 hit, I cannot give you guys a rundown on how to hit the like Avengers Campus area because it wasn't open when I went. So obviously this is going to be a little bit different for you guys if you guys are going right now and you're wanting to hit that. But for the most part, it's kind of the same thing, but you guys can obviously change it however you guys need this for your guys' perfect trip. So whenever we normally get to the parks, we get there as soon as the parks open. Whenever we go, we like to hit the major rides first because we know that throughout the day, fast passes are going to get taken super quickly. And the likelihood of those lines being short throughout the day is slim to none. So first things first, go straight ahead. And if you guys are in a group of at least two or more, split into two groups real quick. Whoever like can walk the fastest, I would have in a separate group. Because one group is going to go ahead and go to Radiator Springs Racers and get in line. The other one is going to go ahead and get any other fast passes you guys need to hit while you guys are waiting in line for the other ride. So obviously this is kind of a little bit tricky because sometimes the lines can go really, really fast in the morning and then you kind of have to wait, but that's okay because sometimes that's not actually a bad thing. That just means that there's just going to be a couple extra people in front of you, but you also have to be prepared for that with any time of the day that you go. So go ahead and go ahead. Oh my gosh, did I seriously just say go ahead and go ahead? I'm so tired today, guys. It's not even funny. Go ahead and get in line for Radiator Springs Racers. That ride gets packed super fast. So that's going to be your number one hit. As soon as you get that one off, I would recommend going ahead and going to um, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. If that isn't the fast pass you guys wanted to go for I'm not going to recommend any fast passes to you guys because that is your preference on what you guys want to ride. Now, for me and my family, last time we went, we got a fast pass for the World of Color show, and then we tried to get a fast pass for the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. If we could, we would try and also get Toy Story Midway Mania, but most of the time we could only get one or the other, so we would honestly try and go for Toy Story Midway Mania because me and my family are super competitive. So this would be the ride that we would like to go on the most, and we would be the most disappointed if we missed out on that ride. Of course, we're going to be disappointed if we miss out on any ride, but that's going to be the number one that we are all going to be kind of disappointed with if we can't get on it. So at this point in your day, you've at least gone on one or two rides. Now, obviously, this is going to change depending on who you're with and their preferences, or depending on the time of the year that you have picked to go, and also sometimes depending on the weather. They're not going to have you go ahead and go on a ride if it is downright pouring, because that can be a safety hazard if it's an outside ride. So in this kind of a case, 
if it is raining already by the time you've gotten into the park, go to an indoor ride, if that's even possible. The only ride that I can think of, well, I'm not even really sure. I'm pretty sure that Cali River Rapids might continue if it's raining, but I'm not entirely sure because we tend to not go if it is really raining, but that's okay. So another major thing you have to consider with both parks actually is if you want to have a dinner reservation or a lunch reservation or even a breakfast reservation throughout your day. That's also going to determine when you go on a ride and when you get to the parks. So for my family, we like to go ahead and go to the Lamplight Lounge that used to be called Ariel's Grotto, if you know it better by that name. They have such good food and we love going there. So any time we can get a reservation there, that's the first thing we do is go ahead and get that in our books as soon as we buy our tickets. So if you guys have a specific restaurant in California Adventure you guys want to go to, try and get a reservation. Obviously, if it's a quick service, you're not going to get one of those, but that's okay. Just make sure that you plan around the meals first before you try and plan around rides. Ride times can vary depending on if the ride is broken down or if there's a long line or if that ride is just broken for the entire day or if there's refurbishments going on. So do not base your time frame around the rides. Anything can change around there, but always plan around your dinner or lunch reservations. Those will always be the exact same times of whatever you planned it to be. So roughly, we try and do it around, hmm, I'm not entirely sure anymore the exact time, but we try and do it a late lunch, almost an early dinner. So we're not trying to like let our stomachs settle down for too long, so we don't have to worry about trying to go ahead and get on a like crazy ride that we're going to throw up on. Also, another good restaurant to go to, Flo's V8, wait, yeah, Flo's V8 Cafe. That is in Radiator Springs. That one's a really good quick service, and it is really, really nice. It is indoor, and it has AC, which is one of the best perks for the summer vacation time frame that you are going with. So, for this day, the main rides that I would recommend trying to hit, for sure, are Radiator Springs Racers, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, the Incredicoaster, Cali River Rapids, if you are into water rides, if not, completely skip that one. I don't really mind skipping it either, honestly. And also make sure to hit Soren, if that's even possible. And by when I say if that's even possible, this it, what I mean by that is if you or someone in your party has motion sickness. If you guys have like motion sickness or heart issues or you are a little bit overweight and you can't really fit into the ride vehicles as easy, you have to take that into effect too. So with Soren, this is a motion ride, so that one's obviously going to get you a little bit sick. Same with Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And Coaster might make you a little sick when you go upside down. I know when I was little, that used to make me super sick and that's why I hated it. But after a while, I kind of grew out of it. So in that case, obviously again, this is going to determine what rides you go on. Now, when you think of it, though, there are a lot of other rides that are, quote, kiddie rides. These actually aren't really that much of kiddie rides. They're more just like calm down, relax, and ride-through rides. This would include um, the, Little, uh, the Little Mermaid ride, any of the, like, show rides, I guess. So, like, the Bilhar Magic one, obviously, that's not a ride, but it is an attraction that is really nice, and it isn't indoors. It's a 4D show, and it's super, super nice. I always like going on that one. 
There is also the Monsters, Inc. Adventure Ride and many, many other attractions that yeah, you can go to throughout the day. Obviously, it's summer and it's California. It's going to be really, really hot. So make sure and plan accordingly so then you know exactly how much time you and your group is going to need to spend inside. So then you guys aren't wanting to like overheat or not like overheat, but then you guys aren't feeling like you guys are overdoing it and that you need to take a billion different breaks because you've already planned them out throughout your day. So if you know you guys are going to get tired easily, plan accordingly. Don't try and hit them all super, super fast because then you're not going to enjoy the trip. Take your time. Enjoy it. If you can't hit it today, that's what the third day is for. And that's why you have a park hopper ticket for the third day. If you haven't noticed by now, I kind of talk really fast when I get excited about something or a little bit nervous that I'm kind of scared for this. And if you guys can tell that, I'm sorry. I am a little bit excited about this just because I love Disney so much and it is such a big part of who I am. So for this third, or sorry, second day, fourth section of the podcast, I guess, is the Disneyland Overview. So, like I said, we normally start out with this park, but I kind of switched up for you guys a little bit. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> so, for this park, again, get there the minute it opens. There are going to be a lot of rides in this park. So, this is the day that you're probably going to miss out on a couple rides just because of how busy this one can get compared to California Adventure. So, for me and my family, it's always been me, my mom, and my dad going on a trip most frequently to Disneyland just because I do live with my parents still, just because I did just graduate the year before last year in 2021. So I am still kind of like a dependent of them. So I kind of reap the benefits. <laughs> Anyways, so whenever we get to Disneyland, we normally will have me and my mom go and hit Indiana Jones while my dad goes and gets a fast pass for Space Mountain. These two rides are our favorites. And these are the rides that we would be the most upset with if we missed it. Now, obviously there's a couple others, but these ones are going to either fill up super duper fast or they can break down. A common occurrence is Indiana Jones breaking down because they haven't hit a sensor properly. The ride vehicle not hitting the sensor properly. <laughs> and it stops the entire process. This is pretty common, so be prepared for that as well. Like in California Adventure, try and plan out which rides you guys would be the most upset if you missed. And then you guys can plan around that. Also, for Disneyland as well, plan around your food reservations. I cannot tell you enough how many times we have gone out of a line because we wanted to go to our favorite restaurant, and the line was just too long and we couldn't wait anymore. Our favorite, ugh, sorry guys, my tongue is getting so tied right now and it's insane. Our favorite restaurant to go to is in New Orleans Square. It's Cafe Orleans and honestly I can tell you exactly what to get every single time it is to die for. Me and my family always kind of do roughly the same things. My dad kind of likes to adventure more, but me and my mom know exactly what we want and we get it every single time. I highly recommend getting the palm frites to start off with. They are so, so good. They're pretty much just like Parmesan garlic french fries and they're super duper good and I love those so much. If I can get those at a quick service every single time I went, I'd get that like almost every hour. Not even kidding. 
Next, you're gonna wanna get the Monte Cristo. They are pretty big, so if you guys can split it, I recommend doing that because that's what me and my mom do. We can't normally finish the entire thing, so we just split that. On. <sighs> Sorry guys, I don't even know why I'm getting so tongue-tied. I kind of hate it. For this restaurant, it can be kind of pricey depending on what you get. But that's kind of to be expected. It's Disneyland after all. So anything can be kind of pricey. So for this one, we normally try and plan this one kind of in the earlier like portion of like like normal lunchtime, I guess, because this is a bigger meal. And this park doesn't really have any rides that we'll get too motion sick by. So we're okay. So at this point, we have already ridden at least Indiana Jones and any other like remaining rides around that area. We tend to go on Haunted Mansion, honestly, like two or three times if the line is okay. Me and my family love that ride so much and it's our favorite thing ever. For this park, however, there is one ride that gets filled up the fastest that does not have a fast pass. And that is Peter Pan's Flight. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's technically a quote kitty ride. Why does it get filled up so fast? And to be honest, I can't tell you. It kind of shocks me every time too, because it's like the dumbest thing ever. How it can be like almost two hours for a five minute ride. It's kind of dumb, but that's okay. It's the wonder of Disney. They make you think that it's okay to wait two hours in line for a five minute ride, which is just comes with the territory. If you guys want to go on that one, honestly, I would hit that one before you even hit like Indiana Jones or Say Stein, because you can get a fast pass for the other rides. You can't get a fast pass for this one. If you're wanting to wait for this one though, try and do it during the fireworks. That's when all the little kids are trying to see it. And that's when all the little kids are obviously going to bed because it's super duper late. So try and hit that one at the very, very, very beginning of the day or during fireworks. Those are your best two options. Ah, am I talking too fast? I'm probably talking too fast, but that's okay. I don't have Callie here to try and like calm me down or anything. Because I can guarantee if she was here, she'd probably be like trying to cooperate. Or not cooperate, trying to like contribute to this conversation. But because she hasn't been in a while, like she can't, I guess. Which is okay. Also, Callie, if you're listening, I love you and I miss you. And I also miss all of our other co-hosts and friends. You guys are amazing. And I can't wait to see you guys next school year. But anyways, for Disneyland, try and obviously pick out which rides you don't want to go on also. There are a lot of rides that people try and sell you on to go on that might not be your cup of tea. And like a good example of that for me, I don't even know why my parents hate it so much, but I like doing it. It's Winnie the Pooh. It's like the funnest thing ever. And I know I'm almost 19. I'll be 19 19 in a month. But for some reason, I love going on Winnie the Pooh ride. So obviously, I'm going to recommend that to people if they can go on it. But that's just a kind of easy example of how people can recommend things that might not be for you. So obviously, with this entire episode, anything I say is kind of like a biased opinion. And you don't have to listen to a word I say. For all I know, you could just be listening to this because I told you to listen to it. Or one of the other co-hosts listened to it. Or your co-host. Or you're just bored and you're looking for something to do. That's okay too. 
But regardless, this is your trip. Make it fun. And this leads us into our last section, tips and tricks from a returner. So like most things in life, everything is subjective and it's a matter of opinion on what the heck happens. And that's why everything can seem so political. But honestly, it doesn't have to be. So you kind of have to keep that in mind, even with a Disney trip. Everything is subjective. And what you want to do isn't going to be the same thing as even the person who you went on the trip with. So, for example, me and my mom normally go on, like, okay, no, that's a bad wording. Me and my mom have roughly the same taste in rides, but there are one or two occasions where we tend to disagree pretty favorably. Like, for example, I like going on Splash Mountain, but my mom hates it. So we kind of have to... What's the word? Hmm. Not like cooperate, but negotiate. That's the word. We kind of have to negotiate our way around it and be like, hey, if I go on this ride, I'll go on this ride that I really don't want to go on just because it's your favorite ride type of thing. So everything is going to be a matter of what you want to do. So like I said earlier, regardless of what I tell you today, this is your trip and you can customize it however you want. No one trip is going to be the same. Like, for example, last time I went to Disney World, excluding this last trip I took, I was maybe eight? No, I think I was like 12. So it's been a while since I last went. The point of Disney is everything is constantly evolving and nothing remains the same for very long. And that can be pretty true, especially after COVID. A lot of the guidelines and restrictions have changed a little bit, and they've changed pretty frequently and pretty drastically, honestly. So, like, when I went for my senior trip, the week before we went, they removed the mandate to wear masks in the park while you were, like, walking around or something, and it was pretty easy, and it was a nice trip. You only had to wear them while you were on the bus going to a hotel or resort. And it was honestly kind of strange, but hey, it was a normal trip for me, and I loved it. So, in regards to that, be prepared for literally anything. Even if you don't think it's going to happen, be prepared for it anyways. You never know, because Disney is unpredictable like that. Another tip I have is, honestly, I understand that Disney can be a little expensive, but sometimes you have to just splurge and buy some things that you really, really need, like a water fan. Those things are heaven, especially in like Disney World or Disneyland or just any Disney trip in general, because those two states are like super duper hot in the summer. Not to mention Disney World is humid and it kind of sucks. But I mean, anything for the mouse, am I right? (laughs) So if you guys can splurge a little bit and buy those, I highly recommend it. To this day, I still use it, even if I'm not at Disney. I remember doing my senior track meets, and any time that I would go, all of my teammates would ask if I had brought it, because it saved us so much. And especially when we had to compete mid-June and, like, late May. Those were the hottest temperatures we had ever received, and we honestly wanted to die. But because I had that, it made my life easier. So it's going to make your life a lot easier in the parks, too. Also... Do not worry about having to look cute in the parks. Obviously, you're going to want to look cute. But that's not always the number one function of why you're dressing that way for the parks. As I'm sure you've gathered by now, I'm in love with Disney. And it doesn't matter what about it. 
I love it. It's my number one thing and I absolutely love it and I will talk about it for days and days and days. It doesn't even matter if the person doesn't, doesn't know anything or they know a billion things about it. I will talk about it for hours. It's one of my favorite things. So obviously there's a lot that I could cover about this, but there isn't really much that I can teach you without being there in person with you or actually being there myself. So like I've been saying pretty much almost this entire like episode, everything is up to your interpretation and your opinion. What I like isn't going to be the same thing that you like. So if you get anything from this episode, just remember Disney is your place to go ahead and have fun and just like explore an adventure. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just having fun is what's going to make it amazing and make it worthwhile and that's what's going to be remembered. Not the effort that you put into planet, but the actual time you have there. Anyways, guys, that is all I'm going to really cover for today's episode, and I'm so sorry this took a little while to actually get out and get published and, like, put out for everyone to listen to. The last month or so has been really, really crazy, and I know that you guys are probably looking forward to our episodes just as much as we are to put them out. So I'm hoping to go ahead and give you guys some more episodes soon. But in the meantime, make sure to go ahead and follow our Instagram at pixie underscore dusters underscore pod. So then you guys can stay up to date. We are also going to be adding a TikTok account. I'm very, very excited for that. And I'm hopeful that you guys will enjoy it. And I can't wait for you guys to hear our next episode. I'm not going to be announcing what we're talking about next time because I want it to be a surprise. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys learned a couple tips or anything. Or even if you didn't, just had fun listening to like different stories that I've had to tell or something like that. So I will see y'all later. Bye!